Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Side Hustles and Stuff podcast. Today's very first episode, we're going to talk about the seven reasons why almost everyone needs a side hustle. And just a quick definition of side hustle is a little thing that you do, whether a project, a small-time entrepreneurship, something that you're doing on the side to earn money and to improve skill and whatnot. My name is Yeri, and I'm joined by... Keishi here. So Keishi... Why are we talking about side hustles and what makes us qualify to talk about side hustles? Well, I think both of us have been running a couple of different side hustles over the last few years. And I think we both realized how beneficial they can be both to just having something to do beyond just your job and also in terms of their financial benefits. Yeah, so for the past few years, I've, I've been really passionate about aircraft. And over time, I managed to turn it into a side hustle and start a little blog around aviation and it's been a really rewarding experience. So I think everybody should know why people should be doing things like that. Yeah. And uh, I also have been running a few blogs, I think for the past 10 years now, actually, but I've definitely started much earlier than that. I've held, I've had failed blogs. I've had failed side projects, like starting a um, really big calendar business. So both of us have played around with this quite a bit and for, for a while now, which is why we'd like to talk about it, I guess. So, so let's jump into the first part. And Keishi, let's really tell them, what is a side hustle? Yes. So before we actually jump into the reasons why it's really good to start a side hustle, I think it's really important that we actually define what we're talking about here. Um, I think some people might imagine like having their full-time job and then taking a part-time job at the Lawson's or the convenience store or at the gas station just to make some extra money. And just to be clear, I think that's all great and good. But I don't think we're talking about side hustle here. I think side hustle has, has to go a bit beyond that and has, has to have some sort of potential to grow into more than just a part-time job. So it's not like driving for Uber, for example, right? It, it, it could be. Let, let's say you're driving for Uber and you're saving the money and then you want to buy your real estate so that you build some sort of asset for yourself. Then I think doing Uber is side hustle in a way. But if you're just driving Uber to make some extra cash and to spend it on parties or to spend it on some shiny stuff, I don't really think that's a side hustle, at least not yeah. in my definition. So it's like it's kind of like you're taking something and you're planting a seed for it to grow into something bigger. Like, you know, if you're starting a YouTube channel and you keep yeah. at it, eventually that's going to grow. Whereas with a part-time job or driving for a car company, it's not, gonna, it's not really going to grow and you can't really turn that into a business. Exactly. I think the planting the seed analogy is really good. And um, I think that's what we'll be talking about in the reasons, one of the reasons why it's really important to start a side hustle as well. It's, it's something that goes just beyond your time. It's something that you build and that you can see later kind of grow into a separate thing that's standing on its own. Yeah. Like starting a YouTube channel, starting a blog, doing freelance work on Upwork, doing consulting stuff, right? Yeah, ex exactly. There, there should be some potential for growth. I'd say that's one of the conditions for me to call something a side hustle. So long story short, a side hustle is a side project that you're doing to earn money, but not only to earn money, to grow this asset into something bigger that could be a business or a second job or a second source of income. So let's jump to part two. Why should everyone, almost everyone, do a side hustle? So the first reason that we have decided on is you get to be a producer instead of a consumer. So Keishi, what do you think about that? Yeah, exactly. I think it's a lot of fun to be watching movies on Netflix or to be going on a road trip or to traveling around. But I think if you take that a step further and actually start creating something, it's it just a different part of you that kind of gets to enjoy what you're doing at that point. So I, I think everybody should have, everybody should definitely be consuming content and enjoying their life. 
but I think there's also the other side, too, which, which is creating and producing. And that's, I think, what the side hustle can help you do while also giving you some potential for more income in the future. So there are many ways to kind of look at society, you know, and one way is producer versus consumer. And most people are just consumers. You kind of like, like you know, you're watching movies, you're buying food, you are buying clothes. In a way, like, you know, Acacia, I was looking at my, myself. I was, also, I was always wondering, like, wow, I'm, I'm buying a lot of stuff, like, you know, buying clothes, buying food, buying supplies, buying things like on Amazon. Like, I, I just watch my money flow throughout throughout the week and i'm just thinking wow like it's it's just going out and it's going out and it's going out like non-stop like there's like leaky holes in a way you could say and that's part i guess part of being a consumer but if you're a producer you get to be the person that sells the stuff that people buy yeah exactly i think there's financial benefits too but there's also just other benefits to it as well and don't get me wrong i think consuming's the easy part of life, right? You just sit on your couch and you watch a Netflix movie or you go to a store, you buy something and it's really easy to do and it kind of gives you an instant gratification in a way. But then I think a lot of people, once they start producing, at first it's a really hard work and it's always a really hard work, but it's also really rewarding as you see something grow right in front of you when you're working on it. Just to give you an example, like um, before I started my first blog, for months or even for years, I would just consume content about how to start a blog. And it was a lot of fun. I, I would just read articles about how to start a blog, about how much other people are making through their own blogs and things like that. But it really, it started only getting rewarding once I actually started building my own blog. And I saw a person come, two people come, 10 people come, 100 people come, and thousands of people come. And this word really gets rewarding and where you realize that um, being a consumer is fun. but being producer is as much fun, if not more fun, and as much rewarding, if not more rewarding. I agree. It's definitely a lot of fun. And, you know, if, if, you, if you think back to childhood, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, um, I played a lot with Legos. And not only that, like, I played around with electronics, like building stuff. A friend taught me how to connect a wire to a battery to a light bulb to make that light bulb turn on. And that was very exciting because, you know, that's you kind of using your hands to put something together. Yeah, exactly. I, I still play with Lego, right? I mean, it's fun to create stuff. And by doing a side hustle, you get to create stuff and potentially make more money in the future. So I think it's a, there, there really is very few reasons why you shouldn't do it. But besides just what we've been talking about until now, there's also many, many other reasons why you should actually be doing it. Another reason that we should probably list inside this episode is that you get to be creative. A lot of people don't think business is creative. Maybe they're right on some aspects of it. I don't imagine accounting is very creative, but the actual creating a product. It, it, it can be if you're trying to lower your taxes. <laughs> uh, well, not if you ever took Tanaka's class. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I think it kind of ties into the first one. Yeah, it's, it's, you get to build your own vision in a way and you get to sell it. Um, whether it sells or not is a different story, but the creation of it, is very enjoyable. So again, a lot of artists might look at the business side of things. They might not think it's creative, but in some ways it is, you know, there are many ways to angle a product. There's also how to repurpose a product or how to repurpose, for example, a blog article into a a podcast or a book or into social media posts. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of ways you can play around, which makes it a very fun 
thing to do in a way. Yeah, yeah. So, so exactly. I think even if you're an artist that, let's say, loves painting, you can either create your paintings and display them on your walls. And I think that's really great. And I think it's fulfilling. But at the same time, if you take it just a step further and you take that painting and you build a following around it, and then you slap it on, let's say, an iPhone cover or you slap it on a... A t-shirt. Ex- exactly. You slap it on a t-shirt or an iPhone cover. Then, then you t- took it a step further and you're starting to build your own side hustle. Now, will people like your things and buy them? I don't know, but I also think it's worth giving it a shot. I agree. All right. And the next point is you're building a valuable asset to own. So what does this mean, Keishi? Yeah, so I think there's two aspects to it. One, you can take the asset in the classical, classic financial sense and just say you're going to build a business and then you can sell it in the future. So just to give you an example, blocks sell for anywhere between 25 to 35 times their monthly revenue, right? So you, you spend, let's say, half a year building a blog and you get it to, let's say it gets to $200 a month in revenue. And you might be saying to yourself, oh, okay, I have 200 bucks a month extra, that's nice. But what you really have is the $200 a month extra, plus you have an asset that you could potentially sell for anywhere between five dollars to $7,000. So you actually made much more than just the immediate revenue that you get out of the asset. So I, I think that's the classic financial sense of the asset that you're building. Now, there's also, I think, a more abstract way of meaning of the asset, which, which is to say that once you build something, it also serves as your business card. It serves as your CV. So let's say you build this really great block and then you take it somewhere, you, you suddenly have something to show for work beyond just saying, oh, I went to this school or, oh, I had this job. Agreed. Yeah, it's very nice to have uh, that kind of work to show to a potential employer or to anyone you're interviewing with or a client you're trying to pitch because it's, it's proof of work essentially, right? Like here, instead of a theory, here's what I actually have done. Yeah, exactly. You, you can take this, you can go to somebody and let's say you're running a blog and you're writing about, again, give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to reveal. Let's say you're writing a blog about fitness. I started a blog and I'm writing about fitness, right? And I want to interview this guy that won the World Fitness Championship. There is such a thing. I have no idea. But Probably let's say not. I want to interview him. You're is better at fitness than I am. But anyways, you want to interview him, right? And then you, you can either go to him and just tell him, hey, I started this blog and you want to talk to me and chances are he'll just ignore you. But if you actually work hard on your blog for a year and build your following and you have hundred articles there and all are great. And then you send it to him and say, Hey, I've been writing about fitness for a year. I've got all these articles. I've been featured in this media. Do you want to be on my blog? And do you want to talk about how you achieved your success? Then I think he's much more likely to say yes, which is to say that, uh, did your blog itself serve as an asset that opened doors for you? It didn't just produce money for you, but it also opened doors for you. And I think that's as important as the money part in many ways and in many cases. Definitely agree there. But the money aspect is also nice. So, you know. Oh, yeah, of course. It's nice to have an extra 100 or $200 a month coming in simply through a blog or a YouTube channel. With all of this, with, you know, with building, for example, in our case, we are building blogs. We're pumping out articles. You could say that we learned a lot of valuable skills along the way, right? This is the third point. You can get to learn a valuable skill. Absolutely. I think a lot of people look at doing side hustle as just a way to make money or just a way to keep yourself busy. And they kind of stay in the cocoon of their own side hustle. But actually, if you look at what you've done over the last year, let's say you've built a blog, there's so many skills that you learn that other people do not have and can use that you can actually take those skills, go out and sell them, whether it's through Upwork or just finding your client directly. 
but there's a lot of consulting opportunities that I think that can stem out of just having done, let's say, let's say having built a YouTube channel or having built a blog. There's just so many things you learn. So what have you learned? Direct question for you. Yeah, like we talked in the beginning, I've built it, I've worked on a couple of blogs and th there's a lot of skills that I learned, including keyword research. So I, I know how to look for things that people search for. And I also know how to compare those things to something that my website can actually rank for mm -hmm. so that actually I can appear in Google at the top of the searches. Of course, you can do that for really competitive things, right? So it's really about finding a balance between how competitive something is and how much people are searching for it. And I think that's really invaluable skill that you can actually learn doing a blog. The other thing is just how to produce a good article, like how to structure text, how to edit an article, how to work with writers, how to market your blog, how to get more visitors to come to your website, and things like that that really essentially any business in the 21st century can use to their advantage and that you can teach them how to use. You also learn like how to outsource, how to create systems. You know, system is kind of a very airy, vague word. If I'm listening to this podcast right now and someone says systems, to me, it's just like, um, it's kind of very vague. But what it ultimately means is a series of steps and processes that once you implement, they make getting things done essentially easy. Step one, do this. Step two, pass it over to the freelancer. Step three, freelancer finishes. Step four, you publish it. And these kind of systems help you guide, not only help you guide your own um, project, these same kind of systems exist in the business world. Exactly. And I think we'll be talking in one of the future episodes about standard operating procedures and how to actually manage your outsourced staff or even your in-house staff. But yeah, like, like here you said, um, there's a lot to be learned, both in terms of actual skills in, let's say, keyword research or writing, but also in terms of the software skills, which is how to build systems, how to build teams and things like that. Yeah. So I wonder, what did I learn? I learned definitely SEO. Um, Writing, writing articles, uh, trying to think what else. Nah, I think I'm okay. Uh, maybe there's more. Maybe I didn't think. Think harder. I'm sure you learned more. <laughs> well, I'll get back. I'm drawing. It's, it's, it's 10 a.m. right now, so I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> All right. So next point is diversification. So, Keishi, how would you define diversification? It's a big word. It is a big word, and I think it's often misused, and some people would say, like Mark Cuban, the diversification is for idiots. But... Um, I think it's always good to have income coming in from different sources, right? Just like if you're a city, you wouldn't want your water to come from one single source of water because if that source gets contaminated or it dries up for some reason, then you're essentially in a big mess. But if you have a couple of different ones, then you can afford to lose any single one of them. Of course, you can lose all of them at once, but just losing one always gives, gives you some extra time to get another one. Just to give you an example, in my aviation blog, um, a couple of times it was hit by Google algorithm change, meaning Google decided to change their algorithm and change things that display in the results. And it put me lower than it used to before, which meant I lost traffic, right? And lost tra loss of traffic also means loss of revenue. And at that time, um, if that was my sole source of income, then I would be in a pretty tough spot losing, let's say, 20% of my income or 30% or 15%, whatever it might be. But because I had all these other streams of income, either from consulting or from other website, I didn't stress over it too much. I mean, it still hurt, but it also fueled me to try to find another stream of income that I could build through as the lost money and kind of bring it all back to where it was before or even higher. Um, yeah, I, I think just to sum this up, I 
personally, I don't know about Jitter, but personally, I take seven streams of $1,000 over one $7,000 stream any day just because I can lose any single one of the $1,000 streams and still make enough money to live off. Whereas if I lose that one $7,000 stream, then I'm really, really struggling and really, really, and, and I'm in a really, really big stress just trying to figure out how to actually make my next month's rent. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I would take also seven $1,000 income streams over one $7,000 income stream. Uh, another actually interesting point, I guess, for me was I got to pay off my student loans and I didn't get hit as hard. Why? Well, simply because I, you know, I kind of had the savings going on from the side hustle. So I guess that's another example of diver- what diversification can mean for someone is that if you have income coming in from many places and then if you have to take on a sudden uh, expense or a sudden challenge, it's not going to hurt as much. Yeah, I think that's a great example, especially the student loan. And Everybody who's listening and has a student loan and doesn't have a side hustle, I think you should do so right now. Yeah. Just give it a shot. But I, I think it's great if you're making your full-time jobs income, if you're a full-time employee, and then instead of having to go into debt check and pay your student loan payment out of debt, you can just pay it with your side hustle income, assuming it grows to the level, and you can still keep your full-time jobs check intact for whether it's for rent or for saving or for investing. Yeah. So yeah, I, th- I think it can really ease your cash flow, and also it can kind of nicely separate things that into two separate streams. For me, that actually plays into the next point. It's a a goal. You know, the reason why you should have a side hustle is that it gives you something to do or something to strive for. And in my case. When I first started, well, actually, when I, when I first started, I didn't have a goal with the websites. But eventually, when I started earning, I had a minimum payment of $256 a month that I had to pay for my student loan. So once I started earning money, like to me, I realized, hmm, it would be nice if I could make $256 a month through the blog and then send that $256 to my bank so that by the time the automatic withdrawal comes, they could just take it out and I, I don't exactly get hurt by anything. That was how I guess I ended up growing my blog. I just I had this goal. Did you start off with a goal? Yeah, I think it's very similar to you starting without any goal. And actually, I didn't even know I was starting a side hustle at the time, right? But as it sort of grew and I saw, oh, I can actually make some money out of this, then what happened is so my very first one was my aviation blog. And as some of you might know, I'm really passionate about aviation and love flying around. And those things can get really costly. So my very first goal was to just build a site that can make me enough money to fund my travel so that essentially I can break even on my hobby, hmm. right? And, and once, I, once I did that, and I was like, okay, there's something more to this. And kind of the goal grew and grew. And to, to be honest, I don't know what the goal is right now, yeah. but it's much higher than what it was when I started or when I first realized there was some sort of goal. Yeah. I, I did mention earlier that I didn't, did not start with a goal at all. I, it was something to do. So I think that's another good point. Um, when I, after I graduated school, like after work, I didn't have much plans or things to do. So like, you know, back then I wasn't going to the gym. So I needed somewhere to channel my energy into instead of going out on a Friday night because no one was inviting me at the time. So I was just like, all right, um, what, what can I do? I guess I'll do this blog stuff. So in a way, it gave me something to do. Having something to do, I think it really goes back to the first point that we were talking about, which is you get to produce something instead of consume something. And kind of naturally, if you're producing something, it's much easier to set goals around it that actually drive you forward than around consuming, right? So you can tell yourself, I'm going to watch all the Harry Potter movies in the next week, 
but there's really nothing at the end of it except for knowing the whole Harry Potter story. But if you tell yourself, I'm going to produce a blog over the next five months that I think in two years should be making $1,000 a month, then you actually have something to look forward to. And I think it kind of, it's, it's like a circle. It kind of gives you something to strive for. And then once you reach that, you set another goal. And it, it's kind of easier to keep moving forward. Next point is, it's very easy to do. Now, a lot of people might think, oh, hey, oh, wow, starting a website sounds hard. Things are hard to do if you've never done them before, and it seems like a giant leap. But I will argue that it's easier than ever to start a side hustle. Would you agree? Exactly. This is what I'm really passionate about. I mean, like if your grandma wanted to start a side hustle that's equivalent to blog today, she'd have to start a freaking newspaper, right? Yeah. But now all you do is you buy a domain for what, $50, $10, and you buy hosting for $50, and you're good to go. You can, you can start building your media. You can start building your audience. You just start from zero, and you can actually build something up gradually. Whereas in the past, you'd have to actually come in a lot of resources, come in a lot of time, come in a lot of money, first of all, to get something similar or equivalent to the idea of today's blog or YouTube channel started, right? So why not do it? I think, I, I think it's almost a no-brainer unless there's some other reason why you cannot do it. But, but it, it's easier than ever. Yeah, like literally, if you want to get a website, go to, I don't know, namecheap.com, go to godaddy.com. We're not getting paid for this anyway. But go to these websites, find a domain that you like, buy the domain, buy hosting, and that's it. And then like, there's literally nothing else to it. The websites guide you step by step. You know, you, you buy, you get the receipt, and then you're taken to a page and says, what kind of, you know, would you want WordPress? Say, yes, I want WordPress. You log in and there you go. And then you start writing your first article. It's like, there's no technical setup. There's no, do I have to call like support for this? There's no like, you don't have to know code. It's literally buy, press a few buttons, say yes to WordPress, log in. And then there you are writing your first article and that's it. And it could be done slowly. You could do an article a week or a video a week. Yeah, exactly. And again, this is not to say it's easy. I don't think it's easy. It's hard, but it's easier than ever to start. All, all that's between you and starting is actually your will, right? I mean, starting a YouTube channel is as easy as clicking register or whatever the button says. It is. Starting a blog is as easy as Yuri said. Just buy a domain for $10 and you're good to go. Starting a, um, whatever, you, you want to, you're a photographer? Okay, take 100 photos, upload them to a stock photo library. Again, that's as easy as starting creating an account in like five minutes and then spending an hour uploading the photos. And will you make money? I don't know. But if you don't do it, will you not make money? I'm sure you will not. So I think it's worth a try. Yeah. If you have uh, some in, extra time in your hands. In my case, when I started like many years back with the, with the language blog, um, I literally did a post a month. Like that's how... <laughs> That's how committed or not so serious I was. So it doesn't really take that much. Um, but I, I understand why it can be hard. I think it's a giant mental leap to take it because like every time you do something new, there's kind of like your brain goes into a frenzy. Like, wait, it starts thinking ahead. Like, what, I, what will I have to do this? Will I have to do that? There's a lot of uncertainty, which is probably is what makes it so hard to do. So I, I, I will agree that there's a, it's a mental hurdle. Like, it's very hard for us to do new stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I think we'll be talking in a separate episode about why it's hard and how to overcome those hurdles. But again, it just all you have to do is just tell yourself your start. And as Yuri was saying, 
you can do it gradually. Let's say it started and let's say you publish a post and then you do nothing for a month and then you publish another one and then it completely falls off your radar. It's no big deal. I mean, you lost 15 bucks and you gave it a shot, but at least you know that you gave it a shot. So yeah, I, I think more than anything that we talked about today, I think just the fact that it's so easier than ever to start and that it's, that it's something that your grandma or your great grandma couldn't even dream of. It's just, just give it a shot. Yeah. So to wrap this up, if you are already doing something, if you are a photographer, if you're producing, if you're a producer of any kind, whether you're artist, music, or let's say you're a physical therapist or whatever your job is, you already have something in your head that you can take and you can repackage and you can put out there. Like, for example, I'm following a physiotherapist on TikTok and they're making videos on how to like stretch out their neck and whatever. On TikTok, it's a form of creating. They're putting something out there. They're getting their brand out there. It can be as simple of a start than that. And you get to have a lot of fun along the road once you start to learn to enjoy it. Yeah. All right. So if you like this very first attempt, again, is uh, not perfect. Again, this is the first attempt, but we're proud of it and we don't care. Like, comment, and subscribe. I know we're not on YouTube, but if you want to hear it more, Definitely get in touch. Leave us a comment. Casey, any words of advice or inspiration before we sign off? Yeah, I just hope this convinced you to at least start considering starting a side hustle of your own. And just to give you a last story to end this, how, how this whole podcast was born, is just Yuri and I were chatting a lot about our side hustles. And then one day he's like, oh, we should turn this into a podcast. And then the next day we were like, okay, here's the list of topics we can talk about. And then the next day we were recording. And then you're seeing this very shortly after that. So it's really easy to start and we just started and we don't know if this will be just one episode, two episodes, five, 15 or 20 or what this will grow into or not grow into, but we know that just starting it was worth giving it a shot. So give us feedback. If you see this posted somewhere, leave a comment. If you're on iTunes podcast or wherever, leave a comment. Stay tuned for the next one. This is the Side Hustles and Stuff podcast. Talk to you later. Later.